Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast Secret Dump. That's Natasha opening up Paps Blue Ribbon. A white claw. No, it's not. But someone brought over a case of white claw, a small case. It was a young, cool friend. I tried to get into it. And then I looked at what the ingredients were, and it just said alcohol. <laughs> like, what kind of alcohol? And it didn't say anywhere on the can, what kind of alcohol? I don't think it's a... What do you mean, kind? Is it like a vodka kind? Is it like... What's the base of it? It's just alcohol. Oh. Well, isn't like wine, gin, tequila... Like, aren't some alcohols made out of different things? I don't... Yeah. Wa- wine is made from grapes. <laughs> Gin is made from the juniper berry. Okay, well then what is the what is the white claw grape? It's made from the the white it's from white claw. I don't know. I didn't think it was that good. No, it's not supposed Are to be. Are they a good. sponsor? No, but I would love them to be. I it, don't think I can have them be a sponsor because I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah, they're oh, not Oh, you know what? I liked the thirst quenching element. That's of it. the whole point. They're low oh. aren't they like low calorie? It's like half the alcohol of a glass of wine. It's like, is it half the alcohol or half the calories? I think half, I don't know about calories, Moshe, but the Oh, you don't count calories? Well, I just assume it's probably got 150 calories. Oh, well, I might, I have a, my program at Weight Watchers, uh, (laughs) does it, it has White Claw as a. Weight Watchers is a good system. Is it really? I don't know. know. My mom used to do it. Did it seem to add to her mental health? Um, to her her mental health? My mom used to do Weight Watchers as well. She did. Mm-hmm. Remember when your mom gave our child a slim fast when she was <laughs> eight months old? <laughs> okay, so Moshe still has not gone to Burning Man. I'm still okay. Right, we did kind of uh, un- whatever the opposite of burying the lead is. I'm going today. 
I still haven't left. And the, even though the uh, air quality report is astronomically bad because of the fires in Tahoe, you're still going to kind of go in there? Well, here's the deal. I saw the AQI, which is what I call air quality index. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of shortened it for like to make it cool. In the way that if I drank, I would drink a uh, White Claw because I'm young and kind of with it. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of not with it and you're out of touch. I am young and with it when it comes to air quality index abbreviation. So the AQI on my iPhone said it was 267, which is real bad. That's like will cause problems with all people involved. Okay. So I was like, I'm out. I'm not going to go. But then, And then you found another one that said it wasn't as bad. Well, so every other going. AQI uh, index uh, gauge for that region is, not, is saying that it's not that bad. So it's like, I think that the Apple is just not an accurate gauge of the AQI. Well, your mom, I'm on a text thread with your family and your mom was calling it COVID Burning Man. I don't want you going to COVID Burning Man. She's very concerned about you. And I actually... It was a pretty good roast, by the way. Yeah, I like that. And and I actually, I'm kind of torn because I am very worried about you going for safety, but I also really want you to leave. And also a little bit slightly want me to get covid and kind of <laughs> exit the family unit right no but it just did seem like oh like it'll be no just like it's sometimes it's fun to spend three days away from each other right well think what about three days plus uh, 14 days on the other end of it where i'm quarantining in a motel six well i'm just a little concerned because the whole point of burning man is it's outside but once you get there you're going to see that the outside air is really bad so you're just going to be in a series of trailers with unvaccinated I'm, people it's not going to happen potentially it's not going to happen so what are you going to do instead i'm going to hang out outside and if it sucks guess what i'm going to do uh what i'm going to take my house that's connected to an engine start that puppy up and drive away all right what do you think what do you think i am like a slave to the party like i'm going to be doing ketamine in a trailer and like i just can't go home no, I just wonder if you need a weapon or something. I'm bringing a weapon. What? Well, oh, I'm, you, I didn't tell you that I'm bringing a weapon? No. I have a Glock 9, and then I also have my AR. Well? My AR, which stands for, um, if you don't know, if you're uh, not educated about guns, the AR-15 stands for Assault Rifle 15. Cool. It, that's what it stands for. Sounds really cool. No, that's like a talking point of like the gun people. I guess AR doesn't really stand for assault rifle, but it, oh, it but doesn't. People think stand it does. For that? Yeah, like liberals think it does, and so that's their like big gotcha moment. Like, what, what do you stand even think? For? It, I don't. I, um, I don't. Um, I, it is an assault ri- rifle, though. Assault rifle. Yeah, it is, it, it an is assault, assault rifle. rifle. Uh, I don't know the classification of whether it's an assault rifle. All right, rifle. let's just listen to some secrets. Oh, uh, wait. Okay, fine. Let's listen to some secrets. But uh, let's, we, No one wants to know. We want to hear what happened when you got back from Burning Man. So let's just like pause this. Okay. Check back with me in a few days. Okay. All right. Have uh, fun. You want to hear a secret? Yes. Okay. The secret is I really do have an AR-15. And it is coming with me. And it does stand for assault rifle. Did you learn how to work it? Uh, I don't think I need to. It's intuitive. I feel like these kinds of things are intuitive. Mm-hmm. So if anybody steps to me, I'm going to grab my assault rifle 15 and I'm going to just, I'm going to be like, step off and then just pull the trigger as many times as I can. So don't, you have nothing to worry about. And that goes for COVID too. If I sense a particularly nasty strain of COVID out in on the playa, well, also, they are saying that you could be getting it outside if the viral load is, if you're close no. enough to someone for long enough. Because, are they now? Yeah. Who? Well, just how contagious the new variant is. I, it seems I like it's contagious enough that you can get it outside. See, I don't believe, I don't believe in well, the new variant. <laughs> no, I'm a, COVID, I'm a COVID believer, but I'm a Delta denier. Okay. I don't think Delta is real. Delta, I think, was a pandemic. COVID was real. 
Moshe. Regular COVID real. Delta pandemic. Do you know that Dr. Uh, Anthony Fauci made over $700 million <laughs> last year? Someone told me that they were getting work done on their house and like during the pandemic and the plumber started saying that to them. <laughs> it's like that you, that's such a terrible position you're in because you're like, could you just finish the job real quick? You like you don't want to be like get out of the house, right? You, like your when shit someone's is, in your you house, you have raw sewage on the ground, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, Fauci is kind of a stooge. Just quickly put the uh, the PVC <laughs> pipe in there, and we can talk about that later. <laughs> well, also you don't you want to talk about that like outside where like I don't know. It just feels like potentially like people get so amped about politics. I wouldn't want to have a stranger in my home talking about politics. That's why when whenever I go to Angie's list. Uh, or uh, TaskRabbit, which is where I get my labor. Uh, when the guy comes to the door, or girl, you know. By the way, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's only guys, but Do I, I will. I sound crazy. I don't know. I just get scared of like people like going off i've seen you go off and oh, you're listening yeah i was gonna do my little riff okay go ahead no go ahead you want to talk about how crazy you sound <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you sound crazy i don't know if the riff is worth it at this point it's uh time for us to listen to a secret so to the listeners out there um and i know we're gonna get some mail about this because we always do when you cut me off when i was about winding up for a joke i'm really sorry that you'll never get to hear what that one was but i get I, i'm talking dozens probably tens of dozens, actually dozens of dozens of emails every week saying, why didn't she let you finish that one joke? That could have made my week. <laughs> All right, let's play a secret. Hey, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener, uh, big fan of the podcast, both of you. My secret is that I was in a wedding this weekend, like, as someone who was standing up at the altar, and... I slept with the person getting married like seven years ago. And I don't think that the other person who was getting married knows that. Uh, and to add to that, um, I'm gay and was on the bride's side and it was the bride who I slept with. It was like maybe a month before she met the groom. So yeah, that's my secret. The wedding was great. Big fan. Bye. I mean, that's a perfect secret because you don't, have to tell them because also it feels less threatening because you're like, well, you know, I was still experimenting and I didn't know that I was, t you know, because he was like still dating women, kind of. It doesn't seem like he was. It seems like he just fucked the bride. <laughs> I love that idea. You know how like... Like gay she's that, like everyone just wants to fuck her. Well, you know how gay guys get away with like grabbing a tit on, on a woman sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, honey, boink, boink. Yeah. It's fun. There's a funny iteration of that taken it to its, its furthest iteration. He's like, oh, don't even worry about it, honey. I'm gay. Just let me fuck you real quick. I'll just fuck you. I'm gay. Don't even worry. This, is, this isn't this is even anything. I'm, I'm a gay man. So let me just turn you over doggy style and blast on your back. Should he tell his friend? He's on the bride side. He's friends with the bride. Oh, okay. So he just fucked her. It's yeah, fine. he just fucked her. Who cares? She fucked other people too. You know what right, I mean? He's not alone. Yeah, a lot like. of people fucked her. I, you know how many women I had at our wedding that I fucked? Wait, how many do you think? If every, you had to guess. If I had to guess, I know. Every one of them. No, I bet you there was like two. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> how many you wanted to fuck? How many did I want to fuck? At my wedding. One. One. One only. Me? Oh, no. Actually, there was this girl that I remember uh, one of our friends brought us a day. Yeah, it was you. Wait, one more question. Yes. How many did you fuck from the wedding? At the wedding? Yeah, like do you think there's like two? Um... I'd have to look at the Evite, to be honest. <laughs> okay. And just uh, cross-reference it. 
But um, I'll I don't tell you, think you needed to tell me that. I'll tell you one. What? Uh, your agent. <laughs> Steven Smook. Moshe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's obviously a stupid joke. Moshe thinks he's being really funny. Well, you laughed. I did laugh. Okay, let's hear another secret. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. I love the podcast. I listen every week. Uh, my secret is in response to the guy that was disgusted by his wife's burps. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was head over heels in love with a girl that was really punk rock. And she was very confident. And one of the ways she expressed that confidence was by burping really loud all the time. And ever since then, whenever I hear a beautiful woman burp really loud, it gets me hot. And I bite my lip a little bit. So I don't know. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. I'm, I'm envious of that. And uh, <laughs> that's my secret. Okay. That's interesting. I like it because that's a good personality. He's attracted to a strong woman. Total. Well, that's true. And yeah. that's something that's... to maybe like open your mind to more. I'm, I mean, you know, I don't need to open my mind to it. You are open to it too. Hell yeah. My, my burp is when you close a major Hollywood deal. I get so turned on every time. You bite like, your lip. Oh yeah, in the right. Next room. Mm, right in the kitchen. Mm. Every time. What What do you think about a woman burping? Someone who sneezes incredibly loudly. Um. Listen. Okay. I, I've, I'm of two minds. Uh. First of all, it's, I hate it. I'm of three minds. Okay. It's not for me. Okay. But I don't know how gendered I think. I mean, I'm sure on some level it's somewhat gendered. But I'm definitely not into it when a man does it either. Mm. The person we talked about when the burping came up was a man. And I don't like that. E- and I have two ma- male friends in my life that are chronic burpers. And I don't like it. I- but there's something about when it's a woman. I know the type he's talking about. The punk rocker that does it. It feels it feels not only the regular grossness of bur- of chronic burping. But then there's also a performative aspect of like, yeah. You, you got that right, buddy. I'm doing it for Gloria Steinem. What if feminism. they're just doing it because they, they, they feel like it? All I'm saying is, and I, I hope I'm not offending anybody, that chronic burping, period, is gross. But it feels like when a woman is a chronic burper with a loud, and like making eye contact with you. No, that's not a thing. Especially if they're a punk rocker. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a statement. It's not just a neutral like oh gastrointestinal stuff. It's also like a yeah, I'm doing it. I do it. I'm a woman who burpeth. All right. I am a woman. Hear me burp. Well, I think some people just naturally do it. They grew up doing it, and I don't think it has to be gendered like you're saying. But he said it was a punk rock girl, so there's no way it wasn't on purpose. I do think it's gross. What burping? Uh, it makes me really uncomfortable, especially you- when the person seems like they're enjoying it. It's like, do that alone. All right, let's take another secret. All right. Hey, so I have a pretty messed up secret. Uh, I've never told anybody this ever, ever, ever. Um, When my niece was a baby, I, uh, I think I was 11, and my sister was breastfeeding her all the time, and, you know, I was kind of curious about it, whatever. So I went in to wake up my niece. Um, well, she was awake. She was a baby. She was probably six, seven months, something like that. Um, picked her up, put my boob in her mouth, and she 
looked up at me like, what the fuck? Who are you? And I immediately was like, what am I doing? Um, took her off my, my tiny little pre-pubescent boob. And, uh, yeah, pretty weird secret. I mean, she's 25 now. Never told her. Never told my sister. I've never told anyone. So have at it. Bye. Wait, how old is she when she's doing this? 11. Okay. The problem with telling them is it would be fun one night to tell them, but then it would be awkward for like years. You think it would stay awkward for years? Yeah, because she might feel like she, what if they took it wrong or I don't know, or it could, especially like, I don't know. I, I just think it's, why go there? This is my kind of secret this is why I like the secrets hotline because it's a, it's a, it's a deep dark because no, like any secret you've never told anyone and you've just been living with it by yourself, like you need to tell someone. Mm. And I love that they, that she was able to tell us. And this one's so simple. Like, this is so easy. Like when you think about this, you don't have to even like wonder, like, was this r- wrong or evil? The answer is yes. You are deeply fucked up and you need to turn yourself into like child protective service. You're permanently damaged and what you are is, is evil. And you're probably a Democrat if I'm being honest with you. no. What I really think is, uh, this is kind of like, I don't want to say natural because I've never heard of anyone doing this and it's completely, I loved it because it. I feel like little kids a, pretend to breastfeed, you know, maybe not like Taking actually, it all the way to touch the touch a titty. So did the baby touch the breast? No, baby latched. <laughs> yeah, no, she latched. <laughs> but I just think at 11 years old, like this is like. <laughs> It's kind of okay. Like eleven is pretty young. You know when it stops being okay? Seventeen. No, well, th- yes, for sure on that. But you know when it stops being okay? Mm-hmm. When this secret it goes like this. Hi, here's a pretty fucked up secret. When I was young, I was eleven. I was really curious about my my sister breastfeeding, so I went into my niece's room and I put her on my little titty, and then I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" But then a week later, I was like, I got to feel that again. So I went in again, and that started a process of over a decade of me dry feeding. Now that... Right, you're so right. As long as you're able to like... That that that. what am I doing seems very important. The what am I doing, I think, is Especially a pretty Especially when you're young, because that's when you're experimenting and learning. Figuring shit out. I'm so, sure I've had some what am I doing moments. Sure. So let us here at the Endless Honeymoon be the first to tell you, even though we're the last people you'll tell... That's that's a no big deal. <laughs> it's a weird, but it's a no big deal. Okay, let's do one more. Let's do it. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. I have a secret dump. When I was in high school, my brother's friend bootlegged us our first pornography. After he bootlegged the pornography, he taught me how to bootleg. So then I ended up bootlegging pornography after he graduated. I would put videos together for $20 a piece, and I had up to three videos that my brother's friend, who was obviously 18, had gotten for us. And basically after that, um, we acquired a fake ID, um, and I went to a sex shop to get more pornography. But when I went to the sex shop, at the time, Austin Powers was a big movie, so I saw a penis pump on the wall, so I bought a penis pump. I came out to my friend's truck who drove me there, and he was so jealous of the penis pump that I had to go back into the sex shop and get another penis pump. And then 
when we came home, our friends found out that we had gotten penis pumps. So then my new bootlegging job had become going to the sex shop and buying penis pumps and selling for double their price. And the last sale of a penis pump that I ever made was at a youth group function that we went to go see a major league baseball game. And when we got home, I had sold the youth pastor's son a penis pump. And that's when I got out of the game. <laughs> I got out of the game. He just had the exact right demographic for penis pumps. Right. <laughs> like Surrounded. Austin Powers had just come out. Totally. You know, kids are just starting to like feel their erections probably. They want them to be bigger. They're small. How old are they? Like teens? I don't know, but it seems like it. 20s. He got that pastor pump sold and then he was out. What's a penis pump for? I guess it makes people think that... I bet it's one of those things where you make, you think you're... Your penis is growing, but it probably really isn't. But or you're maybe, like, no, I think it was a little bigger. I never used one, but if I ever did, you know what I would say when I looked at it? Hmm. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and then I would look at you and you know what I would say? What? Do I make you horny? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I would do. Wow, I love that impression. It's Thanks. really, really hip and funny. One of the greatest stories about Natasha that I ever... I mean, this might have been why Let's I... Just stop. You already talked about this. Ouch. No, baby. <laughs> I am not creatively horny. If you'd like to leave a secret on our secrets hotline, go ahead. Give us a ring-a-ding-ding. -ding yeah, I think it's nice to get it out. I, exactly. I want to hear more like nobody knows it, and then we can also help you assess. Yes. It's cool. It's not cool. It's not cool, dude. You need to be locked up in Guantanamo. So give us a call if you have a deep, dark secret that you've never told anybody. We'll play it live on the air. And by the way, if you're too scared to um, to say it because you're afraid somebody will recognize your voice, just give it a little Austin Powers accent. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I've got a secret, baby. When I was young, I used to ritually abuse cats and I'd cut off the heads and eat them in the stew. <laughs> Okay, give us a call at 213-222-8608 or send us an email uh, and you can be a guest at EndlessHoneymoonPod at Gmail. Uh, also, we're on Instagram and YouTube. Subscribe! Indeed. Apple.co slash EndlessHoneymoon is where you can find every episode of this podcast. And uh, In My Heart is where you can find Natasha Legero. Because you know why? Why? Because I love you. Oh, I love you too. I love you too. A lot of hesitation on that. I'm going to go get COVID just for that. <laughs> Burning Man, here I come.